Fox News specifically. Well, he was CNBC most of his career, but anyway. Yeah, he, he he's well, you know, whether regardless of which network uh, he was primarily on, the fact that there are those uh, defenders, apologists, whatever, who are not speaking to the broadcast audience. They're not speaking to the host of the program. They're speaking to the audience of one is how they're saying it. Uh, and they're just, you know, president's going to see me and I'm going to say what he wants to hear me say, regardless of whether I believe it, regardless of whether it's actually true. So, uh, yeah, it was quite a week of confusion. I mean, I guess the one thing that's been cleared up recently is that Melania controls the remote. Uh, that uh, coming from an event on Air Force One. Where she, she was watching choice of news programming. Yeah, She was watching CNN and Trump apparently went on a, a, a tirade. And he's been on a lot of tirades. Uh, well, I think if... All week. Uh, yeah, and I think they're going to become more persistent and more uh, tirade Yes. as uh, things begin to close in. Uh, I mean, the bizarre admission over the weekend that, uh, uh, well, you know, the, the fake news media thinks that I'm worried about my son. But there was nothing illegal in that. Of course, it was to get, you know, opposition research. Uh, I mean, OK, he's already lied about what the nature of sure. the meeting was. The story's changed a couple of times. Yeah, I think Don Jr. is in some serious trouble here. But by these bizarre, you know, blurtings out uh, into the ether via Twitter, uh, Mueller's got to be just chuckling. Well, that's the thing that's so strange is they it's keep bizarre com admission. complaining about the Mueller investigation and his supporters keep saying the media is bringing this up. And I'm like, no, the only person bringing this up is Trump. Constantly. He can't stop talking about it. I mean, oh, I, by the way, I didn't know about it. It, it wasn't wrong. But I didn't know about it. Well, but now uh, I did know about it, but now it's not wrong. In right. other words, they... <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, the uh, the Nosferatu of the Trump administration, is out and about uh, defending the president from the wewe wewe wicked wigged wicked witch hunt. Witch hunt. We got the, the we got the the rigged w witch hunt, and we've got the the uh, wicked <laughs> witch hunt. Trump's story on that always changes, but uh, the witch hunt part of it always uh, seems to make it into the Twitter feed. Well, and you know what I think <clears throat> the other bizarre uh, occurrence is these last couple of, uh, they're called campaign rallies, but really it's more like some sort of Janovian uh, primal scream therapy. Yeah. Um, manifestations of Trump needing to shout out loud his angry thoughts and to have fist pumping cheers uh, applaud his efforts. But the, the, bizarre manner in which the media itself has become, well, everybody but Fox News, of course, because they only say the truth. <clears throat> but these, you know, incitations of uh, potential violence against members of the media, uh, you know, people are always going to flip off a camera if they don't like the network or whatever. That's no big deal. But the, the language, the fact that it's coming out of the chief executive is bizarre. I, it was Brett Stevens, I think, had a piece in the Weekend Times about 
uh, this could lead to uh, metaphoric blood on the president's hands if somebody mm -hmm. goes off on these sort of, you know, whipped up uh, frenzies. <clears throat> right, because now he's using the phrase very, very fake. News. Yeah, and that they're wicked and sick. And and, I mean, and Huckabee Sanders is defending it. Right. As if it's something to do with freedom of speech. Uh, and, of course, speech... If you read the First Amendment, it's about Congress. It's it, it's like this debate about Alex Jones having his, uh, what are they, podcasts removed from some of the uh, social media platforms. That's the guy who claimed that the uh, Sandy Hook shooting uh, was faked. Yeah, hoax. A hoax is one of those words that Trump loves, by the way. He's always using that word. Uh, you know, cl climate change is a Chinese hoax. Like... <laughs> What, 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 what would they have to do with it? But yeah, this past week, he, I think he had three rallies, um, and I've always been struck by the fact that most presidents, when they're running for re-election, they kind of wait for the year of the election. Um, it's one thing to go out and sell policy; Trump does that a little bit, but not much. Most of it is this sort of rabid. Um, kind of almost quasi-Nazi rally stuff. And it's very strange in the last couple of weeks that there's this cult called QAnon <laughs> that's emerged at these rallies, and apparently this is Trump's base. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing. There was a piece in Harper's about that a couple of weeks ago that uh, a guy was discussing uh his attempts to read it and analyze it and make sense of it and it it's sort of you know uh classic paranoid right-wing conspiracy theory game within the game within the game sure. so that every move trump makes looks bad but it's really part of a calculated maneuver uh, part of me wonders if maybe the whole QAnon thing is some sort of deep onion hoax <laughs> like it's actually a joke that these little crumbs that are supposedly left for the true believers who believe anything that's fed to them through the certain Kool-Aid device, um, that this could be somebody just having a laugh to see how much will these people suck up? I mean, these are the folks who, you know, happily gobbled up the troll farms uh, Hillary equals Satan imagery sure. uh, as though it were a serious and legitimate uh, political commentary or critique. So it's basically fan fiction for the dis uh, inclined to actually pay attention to more pertinent real issues that are existing out in the surface world. In the real world. And of course, the, the basic theory that there's been this kind of strange international cabal that um, Hillary and B Obama are behind, and that th this goes back a hundred years, and it's got the international bankers and international elites, and there certainly are some problems with international corporations, multinational corporations, and the increasing power that they have. But the the power that they've acquired in recent years has been given to them right. by the Republican Party. <laughs> Through the form of tax cuts yeah. and not enforcing uh, monopolies and, you know, the Sherman antitrust law and all sorts of stuff that, quite frankly, um, you know, during the progressive era, sort of loosely defined as the, Rose uh, the Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Woodrow Wilson presidencies through, through William Howard Taft, ironically, 
I read a biography of William Howard Taft this summer just out of kind of bemusement. <laughs> uh, William Howard Taft has one of those famous uh, trivia answers. He was the only American to be president of the United States, speaker of the House, and chief justice of the Supreme right. Court. Uh, and he was a public servant, but he was a true conservative. He, he, he didn't want to rock the boat too much. And, of course, he was nestled between Teddy Roosevelt and Wilson. And he allowed a lot of the progressive reforms to continue because he genuinely believed that this was progress, that we needed to inspect meat, <laughs> for instance. Um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the... The romaine lettuce uh, problems um, involving one of our uh, fast food joints. But I did notice last week that the price of romaine lettuce at my grocery store went up 60% in one week. Just amazing. And this, of course, is from the bagged salad industry, which is one of those typically bad idea things that it's convenience convenient and it's like yeah but this is how this contamination keeps happening you're supposed to wash lettuce right before you eat it and you're supposed to wash it no matter what right you don't just empty the contents of the baggie into the burrito or whatever uh it's just uh, amazing but yeah you know five six people are are dead, and it's the usual sort of very little news coverage of something like this. It's sort of tiny in the business section. You know, 180 people have had salmonella poisoning and on and on. Those, by the way, are, are real failures of, uh, of government and certainly multinational corporations. I mean, here in the United States, the increasing power of Facebook and Apple and Amazon— mm is getting scary, but you don't see any movement uh, to contain this. In fact, there's a remarkable article today in the business section about the the documents involved with the, the, the Amazon second headquarters. And, of course, all the documents oh, right. are all blacked out, so there's nothing there except black lines. And these are elected officials that are trying to find out through freedom of information, which is supposed to protect the public uh what the heck's going on and they can't even get it they you know the tax cuts the abatements whatever this is all going behind the scenes and of course these are local elites they're not part of some international communist conspiracy mandrake mandrake do you know what the worst the worst thing about communism is it's it's fluoridation it's it's in the water. It's in the ice cream. Children's ice cream. Children's ice cream, no less. I mean, yeah. Uh, so the QAnon people have got a uh, element of Jack the Ripper, uh, courtesy of Doctor Strangelove. There, the movie. Well, and regarding the you know rise of this movement within the Trump rallies and the increasing. Uh, so far, simply verbal and fist-pumping uh, bellicosity. I think it would probably be a pretty sound strategical move for the media to just stop covering these events. What what news really occurs there anyway? A bunch of angry nonsense gets shouted. 
Some of the stupid stuff gets screamed at. Some of it gets chuckled at. Uh, a reporter just taking notes would do just as well. I don't think we need a camera there. Uh, let's just minimize the uh, importance and significance of these tweets. They're really essentially irrelevant, uh, except to the extent that they continue to clumsily stumble confessional type of observations about things that were not wrong. If and even if it was wrong, it was okay because I didn't do it. I didn't know about it, but it wasn't wrong. So there's like nothing of use uh, or value out of the Twitter feeds or the rallies. Stop covering them. Suck some of that air out of the, uh, the anger movement. Well, right, because there's nothing really newsworthy being actually uttered. Uh, I found it interesting, by the way, that in the Tennessee gubernatorial race, one of the uh, <clears throat> candidates, Diane Black, who resigned from Congress to run for governor of Tennessee, hitched her wagon to Donald Trump, and uh, she lost. Didn't hear too much about that from the Trump people. Um, I don't know that Trump actually actively campaigned for her, but Mike Pence did on several occasions. And notice over the weekend... Um, you know, they had some new unemployment statistics. I'm not big on one month as a trend or anything, but it was down. You know, it was down to 156,000, 157,000, something like that. You didn't see Trump taking a victory lap this weekend over these numbers. Um, he just pretended they didn't happen. It uh, doesn't mean that there's a slowdown occurring, but the impact of the tariffs, I might add, is just simply not in any of the data yet. So... How this data is going to accumulate yeah. for weeks and months to come. And this continuing tit-for-tat uh, with China, I think, is another example of the United States' uh, cultural arrogance, not understanding how Eastern philosophy works with uh, Asian people and how they view, um, well, let's put it um, bluntly, warfare. <laughs> The Chinese are going to, you know, they're going to be patient. <laughs> they're going to wait this out. Um, I'd like to point out that they uh, they literally can cut off rare earth elements to the global manufacturing um, system if they wish. Um, I don't think they're going to. That would certainly affect the tech industry. Well, that's the thing. You know, there's a fascinating story from the 12th of July. This is right when the beginning of the tariffs is starting to, you know, starting to escalate a little bit the tit for tat has you know gone up to 34 billion and this is just a fascinating story about a corporation in malaysia called linus that cannot uh meet the demand for these rare earth elements and i'll just read these rare earth elements they're interesting uh the screen talking uh here about a iphone screen uh was polished with lanthanum and cerium and the inside has a magnet made with neodymium and praseodium. And in one of the more strategic weapons, Beijing <clears throat> could use its dominance to cut off key parts of the global supply chain. China is the major supplier of a number of mundane but crucial materials and components needed to keep the world's factories humming. They include obscure materials like arsenic metals used to make semiconductors, cadmium found in rechargeable batteries, <clears throat> and tungsten found in light bulbs 
and heating elements. Tungsten, of course, has always been a very significant uh, rare metal that actually goes way back to uh, how weapons were manufactured during World War I. This is an article by Alexandra Stevenson uh, entitled, Rare Earths May Tilt a Trade War. Rare what's? So this, of course, is obscure information, but truthful information. And uh, some of the mining, you know, it goes into the problems that the uh, female head of this corporation has in sorting out these rare earth elements. She just can't pick up the slack. She, you know, her company accounts for like 10%. And these, by the way, are legitimate tools that the Chinese may employ at a certain point. Uh, because there doesn't seem to be an end game here. You know, we have a report that uh, Mexico and America are close to a trade deal. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, Mexico just had a presidential election, and they have a new president coming in, and Mexico has a strange system. They they have their election on July 1st, but the new president is not inaugurated until the 1st of December. So there's an enormous uh, period where the current president, uh, who has not gotten along with Donald Trump, confronted him on the mm. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Trump brought that back up this past week uh, to no effect. We're going to shut down the government to build that wall. And all the, well, interestingly, the Republican leaders in in the Congress said, that's not going to happen. We're not going to do that. Uh, and then one of them pointed out that Trump's wall got uh, 39 votes. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention, by the way, this past week, the passing of Ron Dellums. Uh, he was a longtime congressman from California. And I am not hesitant to say he was one of the great congressmen of the 20th century. Uh, he opposed every—I'm reading from his obituary here—opposed every major American military invention of his tenure except for emergency relief in Somalia in 1992. He sued George H.W. Bush unsuccessfully to stop the Persian Gulf War. He pointed out that he was often accused of communism— and his quote was, well, if being an advocate of peace, justice, and humanity towards all human beings is radical, then I'm glad to be called a radical, he told the Washington Post. And if it's radical to oppose the use of 70% of our federal monies for destruction and war, then I am a radical. He won dozens of reelections and sometimes gr grudging respect of his colleagues, his voting record, also won virtually straight A's from labor, consumer, women's, and environmental groups. That's who he was. And you may, of course, I don't know how Fox News treated his uh, passing. He eventually, ironically, became head of the Armed Services Committee uh, while Clinton was president. And what they worked on was cutting the Pentagon budget. Mm -hmm. This actually is one of the great successes of the Clinton administration when they reduced federal spending. 
This well, was part of it. It was it took the Pentagon budget from five hundred and fifty billion and just cut it down to three hundred billion. It was an honest effort to actually accomplish something that at the end of the H.W. Uh, Bush uh, presidency with the collapse of the Soviet Union was openly discussed as, oh, hey, uh, there's a peace dividend. Remember the peace dividend? And then suddenly, oh, uh, radical Islam has to be our new international boogeyman. And all the money flooded back into the military. The wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. And, of yep. course, we, we've been really in Afghanistan for 40 years, if, if you look at it honestly. Dellums, of course, was very active in the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. And uh, it, it shows, you know, that he went from being a kind of... Uh, you know, vociferous radical in the early 70s when he was basically against the Vietnam War, how radical of him, uh, to being a kind of a respected elder statesman that over time he worked through the system and the process and understood how you get stuff done. And, and how to help working people and families in your community. I mean, that's, let's face it, that's what it's supposed to be about. And it's interesting, on foreign policy, his uh, <clears throat> human rights organizations hailed his fights to restrict aid to African nations like Zaire, Burundi, Liberia, and the Sudan, whose regimes were openly repressive. So he was very active in uh, American politics. He later became mayor of Oakland for a spell. A very interesting historical figure. And I highly recommend uh, kind of reviewing his life uh, to appreciate uh, what he actually did uh, for, well, the far left radicals. And I think that that quote about, well, if advocating peace, justice and humanity towards all human beings is radical, then I'm a radical, you know. I'm not going to run away from it. That's also how you would uh, characterize a, a genuine Christian. Sure. And it would be nice if more people agreed with Ron Dellums than the current occupant of the White House. Um, because he's, I don't know what his game is. It's uh, its frightening. Uh, it seems to be going around in circles. You know, this country has real problems. It's got problems with pensions. It's, uh, you know, foreign, fewer foreign students are now enrolling in the United States. These are facts. Um, Social Security, uh, Medicare's uh, solvency has been reduced by three years uh, in the past year. And these deficits that are on Trump's watch are extraordinary. And they're growing faster than even uh, anticipated. And how bizarre that Mnuchin would come out with a new proposal right. to give the rich even more money. Well, we're going to give them even greater capital gains tax cuts than we already gave them because we think uh, that this is unfair. <laughs> and, of course, this is in reference to capital gains uh accrued over time related to inflation. There may be some good reasons to do that for lower income people, I might add, but not uh, not Mitt Romney and his crowd. Still thinking about his uh, 
trip with the missus to uh, look at them gold bars in Fort Knox. Oh, Manunchkin, yeah. Yeah, the little uh, little tourism uh, trip they had. Um, and uh, speaking of uh, what is the end game, beep, 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 beep. Rand Paul, return to your base. Yeah. Why is he in Moscow? <laughs> Why is Rand Paul in Moscow two and a half months before the midterm elections? Well, Rand Paul is an interesting character, and by the way, he is an unabashed libertarian. We were talking about that yeah. earlier. Uh, ran- I think he's still suffering from some sort of injury after the yard waste of fisticuffs. Oh, yeah. He's been a little weird since then. Weirder, I might add. He apparently was attacked while on his riding mower, of all things. There's still some mysteries about that event. Listening but- to Bon Jovi on the uh, Walkman. I remember that when I watched the Republican pro- primary process uh, in, in 2016 and 2015, because he was an early candidate, he didn't do very well. He eventually had to drop out because he wanted to keep his Senate seat in Kentucky. Um, I think he might have broken the 5% mark in New Hampshire. Uh, but he basically was in the 3 to 4%. And uh, what's funny about the libertarians running for president as Republicans is they are just simply kind of laughed off stage as, as having unrealistic ideas about uh, foreign policy, even though on taxes they're right in tune with sure. one another. But what it was striking to me was he, had, he seemed to have some sort of a rivalry with Marco Rubio. And I noticed like a personal rivalry, like a personal yeah. thing. Like he's, he, you know, I don't like that guy. <laughs> we came into Congress together. I don't like the way he looks at me. You know, <laughs> rip torn. Uh, I heard he got into a bar, a bar fight within the past year. He's since passed away. Where he, like the age of eighty seven, saw some guy and said, "I don't like the way he's looking at me." <laughs> He starts this bar fight. Alec Baldwin. You can look it up. It's 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 a funny story. Um, but anyway, I, I've noticed that there, he's got some weird rivalry with Marco Rubio. And when Rubio, of course, sort of got involved in condemning the uh, connection between Putin and, and Trump, you know, um, Donald Trump's perfectly reckless performance in Helsinki, which... <laughs> It's still inexplicable and has <laughs> ingredients of beyond bizarre. It's the only way I can. Des- I'm still like, wow, that was a thing that happened. I didn't just dream that up. And of course, you know, they feed off one another, Putin and, and Trump. Putin uh, has assured us that the the dossier, <laughs> the infamous dossier, is fake. Well, I, I <laughs> mean, is that word fake? It's not too big of a stretch to to see, uh, you know, there's a way of looking at this in which Trump is actually still an active agent of Putin. I mean, all this Operation Chaos, I proceed by chaos. That's right. I mean, that's that's the whole Putin agenda. Let's just whip a bunch of confetti into everybody's faces and get some fans to blow it around and no one will know what's going on and weaken the eu and this you know they've inter- it's clear that they've interfered in other uh western european uh, elections but the strange thing about Rand paul was he suddenly came out and began defending trump over the mm-hmm. russia thing which i found somewhat strange since 
He was pretty much the only person in Washington doing that. Couldn't figure it out. I agree that we should not have hostile relations with Russia. But I don't. Yeah, think, that's one thing. But I don't think and allowing it, them to dictate our policy yeah. vis-a-vis our historic allies—that's something else. It's the mini me. It's it's the it's the robot. But and you know and and for instance in Syria, I think that the United States and uh, um, Russia can come up with some constructive uh, regional deals to you know get the fighting to end. Right. And there's some evidence, by the way, that. Assad, unfortunately, has gained the upper hand in recent weeks. Russia has complicated relations with a number of countries. I noticed Trump uh, was picking a new fight with Turkey last week over a uh, religious figure that's in Turkey under circumstances that are still a little murky. But since we don't really know what Putin and Trump talked about, and I don't think there's going to be any information about that doubtful they seem to be on completely different wavelengths you know putin seems to think that they'd made some deals as well, does and, kim jong-un and know? and they can say that they did because who's to argue otherwise there's right. no evidence one way or the other so they could say uh, yeah they gave us possession of dollywood uh and then just show up there oh is this a thing that happened i don't know this whole maria butina case too is going to unfold weirdness after weirdness this uh in sunday's paper all of her i mean she just worked her way right in through the nra uh to you know some fairly prominent names here she is arm in arm with wayne lapierre rick santorum uh david Keene, another nra head of course her oligarch buddy bobby jindal hey yeah. Everyone wants to hang out with the Russian gun enthusiast. And by the way, how stupid do you have to be to believe on face value that, oh, uh, gun rights in Russia are a thing that the government there would support? Putin, of course, would be happy to allow his people to arm themselves to the teeth like the NRA encourages here. That's not a thing that's going to happen. How dumb do you got to be to believe that, oh, we should support her in her efforts to start an NRA movement in Russia? That's like classic by the Brooklyn Bridge dumb. Well, it is. And you got to love the the picture of her uh, trying to do the Annie Oakley impersonation (laughs) with with the Colt 45 or whatever it is. Rootin' tootin' Putin. (laughs) Rootin' tootin' Putin. Uh, we're out of time down here on uh, Gray Matters here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Don't forget to vote tomorrow. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up on this fine station. And thanks to Andrew for engineering. Vote, vote, vote. Vote <laughs> oh, more than once. <laughs> I don't know if we can endorse a candidate. Oh, we can't. We can't endorse no. a candidate. You can. He can. <clears throat> I got. I was going to mention. Allen Ginsberg here, announcing that this is Station WCBN FM Ann Arbor, your Dharmic Free Speech Station. One eighty over one eleven, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. 
This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Some music is all about right here and right now. Some 